0: Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits.
1: Relationships. Finance. Mental health.
0: and we aren't sugarcoating
1: anything no way
0: way. this is real life real moms real advice and we want this to be interactive we want to hear from you the good the
2: bad and the ugly (laughs) smart mama we are so glad you're back Do you ever wake up thinking about doing, I don't know, something crazy like the stair stepper? Well, have you ever woken up and imagined climbing Mount Everest? Yeah, me either. Gosha, however, has made it a goal to climb all seven summits. Did you even know that there are seven summits? These are the highest mountains on each of the seven continents, and Gosha talks to us about what her training entailed, and we all talk about our bucket lists. You will not believe how much money it took, and how much time it took to climb one of these summits. We were shook, Mama. The most hilarious part of this episode is when she tells us in detail what she had to do after losing a game of hearts. All we're going to say is leave no trace. Enjoy. Mamas, welcome back. We have a very exciting episode for you today. I love talking to people who have done things I've never done before or never even thought about doing. And we have Gosha with us today. She's a CRNA. She holds a special place in my heart because she's an Eastern Europe lady like me. And she's going to tell us all about why on earth she climbs very, very large peaks in this world. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah, so
0: we put out, I don't know if it was just in the midst of a thread or whatnot in the group, but a little bird you told me that you've done something really crazy well it, I guess
3: it is crazy yeah so I wanted to climb seven summits and well one of the seven summits is Everest so I got lucky that I submitted
2: can you just tell us why you wow had that's that desire? amazing like I when I wake up I don't have that desire what <laughs> like why did you so- think of that
3: I've always loved mountains and especially, so I climbed, I didn't really climb mountains, but I hiked mountains in Poland. And then when I came over here, you know, I went to school and all this, I didn't really have money and then I graduated. So I got into Krav Maga, which is like a Israeli, you know, self-defense system, I guess. One of my instructors really wanted to go climb Kilimanjaro. So I'm like, yeah, let's go climb it. (laughs) So then uh, somebody told me about Seven Summits. And they're like, yeah, you know, Seven Summits is the highest mountain on each continent. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll try it. So then I did Elbrus, which is in Russia. So I actually attempted it and I couldn't summit it because of the weather. So then I went again the next year and then I'm like, oh, well, there was that wasn't so bad. So maybe I'll do another one. So I did Aconcagua uh, in South America, and uh, I was actually which country
1: is that in?
3: That's in uh, Argentina. It's right on the border. Okay. Of Argentina and Chile. So oh, then very was cool. one of the three out of seven who summited. So I'm like, oh well, I did kind of okay. So I'll maybe I'll just go farther. So then I did Denali. Well, I attempted Denali. I couldn't summit because of the weather, but it was Denali. Is a beyond <laughs> train so much you have to carry I had, I had to carry like 120 pounds it was awful but now I'm like well if I could potentially summit Denali then I'll try Everest so I tried and I summit it. <laughs>
1: wow. now we came across your story um in our CRNA moms group because somebody had posted the question was it what is like the craziest thing you've ever done or what is something that no, like no one else can say that they've also done. And you said that you climbed Mount Everest. And so that's how we came across your story. And that is so cool. Now I want to hear more about like how long in between did it take you to summit all these peaks? Like do you train for a year and then go do it? Or did you just take a year and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go do as many as I can. So I started,
3: I think I climbed Kilimanjaro in 2007. So I graduated 2005 and I did Kilimanjaro in 2007. So pretty much one mountain a year. And then, uh, yeah, sometimes it was two mountains, not the big ones, but like I know I did Mount Baker and Mount Elbrus in the same year or Mount Rainier and Mount Denali in the same year. So like a little mountain and a big mountain.
1: And how long does it take you to do one of these summits? Are you out of work for, is it just like, can you take like a week or two a PTO and do it? Or do you need to take a longer sabbatical to be able to do this? Well,
3: so it depends what kind of mountain. Uh, usually the expeditions take three weeks, but Everest okay. was two months. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So I actually had to what? apply at work for a leave of absence. And so it wasn't like, FMLA, right? So they have to have a meeting and everything. So thankfully, (laughs) one of the chiefs was is from France, and he used to be a big hiker. So he's like, "Oh well, we have to do this. We have to do this for her." So one month was vacation, and the other month was unpaid. So did
1: you? So awesome! Your
2: work let you
1: do that. I know, right? Wait,
2: I'm having trouble understanding. Like you, you're like, "Oh, let me just climb this summit." Like, do you train for that? Like people train
1: for a marathon. How do you even? You don't just wake up and climb Did you go to the right? gym with like your 120 pound pack on like just and like how do you mimic the <laughs> oxygen levels? So uh,
3: in order to, so to I, I'll answer two questions. So I train, so it's a lot of cardio and a lot of strength training. So you know, Everest is actually not as hard as Denali. Uh, Denali was like the ultimate. So I had uh, 85 pounds in my backpack, and I have a treadmill that goes up to 30 degrees. So I would train on that. Uh, a lot of running, a lot of push-ups, uh, squats, you know, all that. So that's your training. Uh, for oxygen, you don't really... I guess you could train for oxygen because two members of my group, they slept in a hyperbaric chamber. But, uh, it takes two months to climb ever. So you, it's not like you just go straight for the summit, right? You have to acclimatize. So it takes like 10 days just to get to base camp. And then you take a week rest and then you go to, uh, camp two and then you come down, you know. So while you're like, uh, while you're climbing up, your body builds, uh, red blood cells. And then when you come down, your body rests and then. You know, the red blood cells have more uh, capacity to carry oxygen. So, there are three rotations on Everest. The first one, like I mentioned, go, you go up to camp two, you come down for about a week to base camp, and then you go up again to camp three. So, that's your second rotation. And then you go down um, even below base camp, like you let your body really, really rest. And then for the third rotation, you go all the way up to the summit. So, your body's kind of acclimatized you know i read a big book about it and i think like he met her would be i don't know around 50 at that at that point wow
2: mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna ask is did you do research about this like did you just like i did okay because it, it sounded like you were like oh, i'm just oxygen. gonna do this
3: i climbed <laughs> with oxygen too so i started oxygen at camp three which is 23 23 and a half or something thousand
2: so What do you do for the week that you come down to base camp? So you, you rest
3: and there's, they, you know, the group that I went with, they have a, they have this idea of active rest. So you just kind of eat a lot, you sleep, and then you take little hikes. So just to let your lungs breathe, you know, and they kind of, they have this philosophy: if you just sit on your butt, you're not gonna acclimatize it so well. So they make you take little hikes or like dig some holes around the base camp, you know, crap like that. Did you know anyone you climbed with? I knew my guide. Uh, he was my guide on uh, what you call it? the Argentinian climb, Aconcagua. And how many people did you summit with? So there were. 12 people in my group and nine summited. So what happens to the two or three that didn't summit? So one of the guys who did not summit, he was actually from St. Louis, which I didn't know. He just, you know, just to put it nicely, his mind was not quite there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. The
3: other two, yeah, the other two, they got pulmonary edema. They had to be rescued off the mountain. Yeah. Wow. Scary. Wow. Super scary. Yeah. How, my did, girl you, with- how did you feel while you were climbing? You know, uh, so first rotation to camp two, we were going through Kumbu Ice Falls and I just, I don't think I acclimatized very well. I just had the hardest time. So I had to turn around to make to base camp. So I did not complete the first rotation. And while they were at camp one, And two, I acclimatized on another mountain. So it's like adjacent mountain. I I just kind of took it easy, you know. And then for second rotation, I felt really good, actually, until I got to Lottie Face, which is um, where Camp 3 is on. So I had uh, this big new invention, these really warm socks. So I put them on not to get frostbite. Well, these stupid things, you know, they were like really thick. They're like, like plastic or something. And my foot got cold. It's just like I don't know if it was numb or cold, but at this point, you you don't know. So I assumed that it, you know, I was getting frostbite. So I'm like, well, damn, I gotta go turn around. I almost got to camp three. So then for the third rotation, I felt I felt pretty good. So it was the climb was great. I bet you have some amazing
0: pictures. I'm going to totally troll your social after this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm like astonished at, I mean, literally, I this just doesn't even seem like it's for me. Mainly because I'm confused on what I would do for a week at base camp. I feel like I could physically tolerate it, but I feel like I would just like die of like missing my children and boredom. Yeah. So you're not alone
3: at base camp. Uh, you have all these team members. So we played cards. And you know, they really set up the base camp for us. Like it was really cush. Like they had this big projector so we could watch movies. I brought my iPad. I was reading books.
2: Oh, so uh, there's internet there.
3: You know, it's super slow. Really okay. slow. It's like 1 megabyte.
2: Oh, so you know, who sets works. this up? You don't just like show up by yourself. Like you're there with a group?
3: No, so every group is supported by Sherpas. So this is how they make their money. They bring all this equipment, all the tents, uh, all the food, because like number one priority is your health. If you get sick on Everest, it's I mean that's that's right. it. You're not gonna summit. When so, you say
2: you're, when you say that's it, do you mean you're gonna die?
3: Uh, no. Well, if you get sick, you, I mean you could die depending on how high you are. So oh, God. just to give you an example, so one of the two people who got pulmonary edema. She was at Camp Three, so the helicopter goes only to Camp Two. It has a possibility uh, to go to Camp Two. So she was at Camp Three, and just to give you a comparison, so we were on on half a liter of oxygen, laying flat. You know, I'm like, oh my God, this is heaven. This is, I love it. And she was sitting up on four liters and just breathing hard, and they gave her nitropramine. And that's the methazone. It was just
2: who so are it, the people administering this? She had to be guides, rescued. Uh,
3: so the guides gave her the medicine, and one of the Sherpas kind of short roped her, so pretty much tied her to him. And they came down lotsy face, and then mm-hmm. down to base camp.
2: So these people are like
3: medically trained. You know, they have some kind of wilderness training. Just really, really basic training in case you get cerebral edema or pulmonary edema. I think this is kinda the you know, the scope
2: of what they can do. Basic training with nephetipine is like pretty impressive.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean it's just pills, you know, and I think they know how to give like IM injection of uh, dexamethasone.
2: So did you bring intubation equipment with you? Because I feel like I would have. No. What is, who would I integrate? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd have know. to carry Somebody, it with you all the way to some, the top. Someone who's going down or like is pulmonary edema or, you know, anybody. I feel like I would have like a tube, um, a Miller and a, one of those, like, um, look, I've been a stay-at-home mom for three weeks. I forget what everything's called. One of the, um, like, uh, disposable laryngoscope blades and the handles that just lights up when you connect them. Um, You don't have to, I don't know. I feel like I would bring something with me, like an LMA. I don't yeah, know. What would
0: you do once the tube's in? Just blow through it?
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely bring I'm, a back. I'm
3: not gonna give it my own oxygen. I'm sorry.
2: But... <laughs> oh, you're right. I forgot about that part. Okay, great. Got yeah. it. Never mind. Yeah.
1: So wow. What is on your list next? Like what follows Mount Everest? So actually a year after Everest, I
3: attempted Denali again. And unfortunately the weather was crappy again. So I did not summit. And at that time I was 35 and I'm like, my husband and I'm like, well, maybe it's time to have kids. So then we had Ava who's twitching right now. She's asleep on my lap. (laughs) And then one, (laughs) one year, well, One and a half years later, we had Lucas. So, you know, I just, I don't know if I'm going to climb again. You've been busy. So kids come
1: after Everest.
3: Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I can leave them alone. Like, how do you justify leaving them for three weeks at least, you know? Yeah, that was my question.
2: That was my question. Did you do this before? So were you Uber prepared for labor? I mean, labor must have been nothing for you. (laughs) Oh, well, that is is totally different. (laughs) (laughs) you're like I don't need oxygen I've got this
0: so I have to ask can you describe you said Denali you tried that and it didn't work out with bad weather can you describe to me the day and the circumstances where it was like no we can't do it we have to turn around like what was so bad with
3: the weather so there have to be almost perfect conditions on Denali you get up to the last camp which is camp five and the wind has to be below 15 miles an hour and it cannot be snow. Well, if it snows, it cannot be snowing a lot because you have to know where you're going and it cannot be too cold because it's if, if it's too cold and you just really have no reserve, like if something happens and you have to stop for a prolonged period of time, you know, for like an hour, then you just, you're screwed. You're going to get frostbite. With the wind, you don't want it over 15, 20 miles an hour because it's just going to blow you off the mountain. So it was either windy or it was too cold. So we spent like five, six days uh, at, the, at the highest camp, and we started running out of food. So they're like, well, we really have to turn around, you know.
2: Because, oh, again, a- the helicopter cannot wow. get up to the last camp. Who was eating all the food? We were. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like survivor I guess they style? didn't plan accordingly for your group. So we take,
3: uh, for Denali, Denali takes 21 days. So we took, I think, 23 days uh, worth of food. What do you so, I mean? It's all it's all rations. Um, it's mostly like dry food, like pasta and stuff like that. And then we uh, melt the snow uh, and cook it, like dried vegetables and stuff like that. Like Wait, dried food. what?
1: You melt the snow and cook it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's like uh, these like dehydrated meals that you can easily like they're lightweight because all the water's been sucked out of them, and then you just add water or snow if you're in that climate in order to um,
3: oh rehydrate
1: God. everything. And then you just like bring a little pot with you and you just put, put cook it in the pot.
3: So it's this not pre-made
1: so meals because
3: they're they have preservatives and so and it it would upset the stomach. So it just. Like regular food, you know, just typically lightweight, but still weighs a ton.
0: <laughs> Can you tell me about restroom?
2: you read my Visits. mind, Crystal. Yes. I was trying to figure out how
0: to word that appropriately. Did you poop
3: okay. on a mountain? Well, you have to, but um, there's um, there's this motto on a mountain that you cannot, like, leave no trace. This is going to be really gross. Oh, bring it. And there's, <laughs> there's a little story that goes with it too. So you're supposed to, like on Denali, you, there are five, five or six of us in a group and there's a bucket lined, you know, with like a little liner and you're supposed to poop in a bucket. So everybody poops in one bucket. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, and then if you're like around the crevasses and stuff, which there's a lot, you just drop the full liner into the crevasse, but on the high mountain, like the highest camp, there are no crevasses anymore. So you have to carry that
2: thing
0: with you. You carry a bucket of shit up a mountain? Oh, yeah.
2: Crystal, it's not for us. It's not for us. <laughs> no way. This is so So Here nuts.
3: comes a story. So we were at the highest camp, right, on Denali, and we were so bored. I mean, like there's three of us in a tent because you want to conserve everything. You know, you don't want to like carry all this crap with you. And we're playing cards, we're playing hearts. And we're like, well, so whoever wins, so like we're running out of things to play for. Like, okay, so we're going to play for candy. Like, well, screw candy. Let's let's play for something real. So the next one was whoever loses gets to carry the bucket of shit down the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) So I lost. So I'm, like, screw. Oh, no. I'm, throw. I'm like, screw you guys, we're playing again. Well, I lost again. Oh. <laughs> carry two cans of shit on
2: the <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Whoa. that is amazing. <laughs> it's probably like
0: frozen, so it probably doesn't smell too bad. I mean, if someone just wore, right. it would be like a steaming bucket of shit on a mountain.
2: You're right.
3: It was frozen. It was frozen. So it wasn't like, but you still want to like double, triple bag it, you know, just in case it explodes or I don't
2: know. Oh my God. Think about that. Oh my God. Wait. So you have to tell me. Okay. So what happens with like, how do you pack accordingly for three weeks? What do you do with your dirty underwear? And yeah, I'll let you answer that first.
3: Okay. So you bring, I brought two pairs of underwear for three weeks and I use penny liners. And you just bring, I mean, you don't take a shower for three weeks, right? Everybody is ripe, just mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. What if you get so your you period? Were, uh, oh, I had an IUD. Mm, so I didn't have periods. Yeah. Okay. And so I, My uh, next question. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. And I wear contacts. So I had those one month contacts. So I didn't have to, you know, like take them out.
2: So my other question is, did anybody like, sleep together i feel like you're Ooh. bonded really closely you mean like-, like what do you do i feel like people you just bond and you're in a tent and it's too cold it's well too exactly gross. yeah and gross. It is i mean well, i feel like by do- then like everyone's gross and isn't aren't people horny no oh it's just I mean, me all right well that's just why you I'm- ellen <laughs> that's why i'm not cut out for this I mean, what <laughs> Ellen, what for you sets
0: the mood? The steaming pile of shit or like the you know, I'm just picturing- that's two months in.
2: So you know I, I feel was- like I'm picturing Survivor and there's always people hooking up on Survivor. True. So like well, that's like television. <laughs> well, I, was- I mean, okay, I, I, mean, I totally really- just exposed myself. <laughs>
3: I was usually the only one girl on those on those trips, and well, I was married, so I was not hooking up or anything. But uh, <laughs> no, but when you think about it, so we climb the whole day, and you're sweaty and you stink, you know. And then, so that's that's that. And then at night, it is freaking cold. I mean, it is cold. Like you sleep in your in your hat and your gloves.
2: And wow
3: just, yeah do you it's actually gold. sleep or is it like when you're on call and you sleep so i can sleep anywhere actually when i'm on call i sleep very well oh yeah really
0: so i yeah i'm envious oh my
2: god i don't i'm not a good yeah. sleeper on call. i sleep between like well i don't take call anymore but when i did i slept between like when the pager would go off and the whole time in between i would just think about the pager going off so i would just have like a mass panic attack the whole time
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I do the 24-hour shifts, so I sleep just fine.
1: Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So my next question, Gosha, is uh, what's on your bucket list now? You've checked some amazing things that are on, like, most people's bucket lists, or not even most people, but, like, some, like, big ticket items you've already checked off your list. So, like, what, what else are you going to – what have you added on now?
3: So I really want to climb with my kids, Obviously, it's going to be a while because they're three and a half and not even two yet. But I would, re- what I really, really want to do is uh, when my youngest is 12, uh, I want to take the whole family to do Kilimanjaro because that was one of the coolest mountains I've done. It's not hard at all. It's just a hike. It's high altitude, but regardless, it's just a hike. So I think, I think it would be great. And then go on a safari afterwards.
1: Wow. Yeah. So... That does bring up an interesting point. Which was your favorite of the summits you've done? Which one's been your favorite? Hmm. You know, they're
3: all they're all special, but I think Kilimanjaro and Everest. And why? Yeah. why? So Kilimanjaro is just you know you start in the jungle and then you go through the sub alpine uh, zone and then there's nothing but but rock and kind of like a moon like landscape. And then you get to the glaciers and then to the summit. And then you have the support. And then Everest, you know, I've been to a lot of mountains. But Everest and the Himalayas, they're they're huge. And you just feel like you're a nobody. They're just huge. You know, what you guys need to do, um, I don't know if I gave you um, the link to my video from Everest. I want to see that. I do too.
1: Yeah, I'll type it into Crystal right now. And we can add this into the show notes so everybody can watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's
2: crazy to me that you've climbed so many. Sorry, Crystal. And like they're each like your baby. Like you remember each one. I feel like if I climbed like three mountains, I'd be like, I don't know. They're all mountains. But I feel like you have like this vivid memory of them all. And have you climbed any of them more than once or are you still like trying to hit them all once? So I did
3: Elbrus twice because once we got stopped by the weather. So then I went the next year and I climbed it and I climbed, I tried Rainier. I fell off Rainier and I broke my, I tore my ligament. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Denali, I attempted twice. Wow. Wow. I would love to go again on Denali, but then again, I have kids, you know, and justify that.
2: Did your family and friends think that you were insane when you first started doing this? Oh yeah,
3: my mom just like begged me not to go. Can I ask, what does a trip like this cost? So the ticket price is sixty five 100000 hundred or thousand?
0: Trip, thousand. Sixty-five thousand oh, yeah.
3: dollars. Oh yeah. And that tri- and the uh the whole trip itself with a ticket with tips and everything, eighty-five thousand. So I had to take a second. Oh mortgage. Holy... wow. That's one mountain? Trip? That's one mountain. Wow. Well, not every mountain costs as much. So like Denali is seven thousand. Uh
2: um, oh, okay. That's doable.
0: Yeah. So which yeah. one is
2: the 85? In Everest.
0: Ellen, did you say 70 is doable?
2: I thought
3: you said seven. Well, seven thousand. 7, oh, I
0: thought you said seven D. <laughs> no. Just the a simple
3: simple seven seven.
1: 70, we can do 85. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, exactly. that's a little rich for
2: my <laughs> blood. No, on my on my stay-at-home mom unemployment income right now, <laughs> 70, I can do.
0: <laughs> so girls, we've been talking oh, to Gosha and she has done all these amazing things. And it makes me think, what is on our bucket list? What is on yours, Ellen, Lacey?
2: You really, really, really want to go to Croatia. Oh, yeah, I, I do, too. OK, what sounds like we little... need to see our name mom trip. Wow, um, you, yeah. <sighs> you know, I don't know. I really want to do like a three or four week trip to Italy, Croatia and Greece. But I want to do like a food tour there.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Because I know people who host them and they're like they take you to these places that are off the beaten path in these villages. And like, that's what I want to do. I definitely don't want to climb a mountain. I can promise you that. (laughs) Typically, anything that involves like severe physical activity is not on my bucket list.
0: Oh, that's funny. Same.
2: I mean, I admire you, Gosha, though, so much. I I think you're amazing. I just could not even like wrap my mind around half
1: of it. So, what's on your bucket list, Crystal?
0: Well, Gosha is such a badass. I mean, can you picture her climbing this mountain, and then the one guy that's like, "I can't do it," and. Yeah, ghost was like, "Suck it up." Yeah, pal. she's like, "Peace out." <laughs> See you at the bottom. Um, I don't know what is on my bucket list. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. You have all these grand goals and ideas before you have kids, but once you have kids, your focus just shifts, and you kind of lose yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. I haven't even thought about that in forever. Um, I I've always wanted to go skydiving. I think that would be really cool. I think that's on my bucket list. I would have shit my
2: pants. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, are you joking? Girl, you climbed like a thousand summits. How can you be afraid of jumping out of an airplane? Yeah, but my feet were on the mountain, on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, but the wind could have blown (laughs) you off. barely. Barely. You said you could be blown off. How about you, Lacey?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I think just traveling traveling as a family you know to some like i would love to do croatia and turkey and uh, you know really just cool. take the kids to europe and you know some of the things that we want to do as a family i mean these aren't like giant bucket list items but like we my husband and i did some backpacking not nearly what gosha's been through but we've done some like overnight backpacking trips and i want to do that with the kids i want to take them to The Boundary Waters in Minnesota, which is this huge, beautiful, like canoe access only area. So you like put all your crap in a canoe, and you just paddle across lake after lake after lake. And then you have to, when you get to the spot where you walk across land, you take it all out of the canoe, you hike it all across the land, then you put it back in the canoe, and you go again. And so you can really get in deep and be very secluded. And we want to take the kids on some of those trips when they get older. But two and four and not quite a newborn yet is little young. (laughs) Yeah. There's a company
2: called Backroads. I think it's called Backroads. Um, They do amazing trips like this for families, for adults, for couples, for singles, for all kinds of stuff. So I definitely wanted to do that. But one of my things on my bucket list, which we checked off was in Hawaii, biking down um, Haleakala, which was awesome, but super easy. So I feel like you that was like scared
3: that someone was gonna run you over?
2: No, because I feel like we went in a tour group and like there's not very many cars coming down. And I'm not like a good person on a bicycle. Like I literally can fall off at any moment. So it was very appealing to me that you don't have to pedal for more than like 30, 30 <laughs> rotations the entire time. It's all like downhill. So I'll tell you, if I can do it, literally any human can because I am not good on a bicycle at all but it was so fun mainly watching sunrise at the top of a old volcano like that was something completely undescribable. and then going down through all of the climates and like um taking like your layers of clothes off as you go down and then ending on the beach that was awesome i highly mm-hmm. recommend it to anybody in maui i've
1: done that That's so cool one of one of our bucket list trips that we've actually completed was uh hiking in the we went on a backpacking trip in the Patagonia and we did the W hike in mm-hmm. Torres del Paine and so then we were able to like we did this really crazy hike where you go you basically do this like five-day hike and on the last day you end up it's either your last day or your first day depending on where you start but you want to climb up and watch uh, the sunrise and like light up the these three peaks basically these three like big sheets of rock that are in front of you. And so you have to hike up in the dark. And so we didn't do it before the day before. So we didn't know exactly. We just like followed all the people in front of us. And then we got up there and it was kind of cloudy, but we got to see some of the the light and the sunrise. And it's just beautiful. It's this great experience. And we walked down and we were like, holy shit. <laughs> like We had no idea that we were like on like, a foot wide path, and it was a sheer cliff on either side because it was dark when we walked up with like our headlamp on. So we just like followed the people in front of us, like no big deal. And then we're walking down, like oh my god, oh, how did we not fall off this mountain? That makes
0: my palms sweat just thinking about it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> have you ever been? I mean, this is I, I'm not a big traveler. I could never do some of these trips you guys are talking about. I mean, I just am not outdoorsy. I I would die. I would just die. But my point is. Have you ever been to Northern California? What's that? Highway one or highway a, you know what I'm talking about? That snakes along the coast. Yeah. Yeah. That I mm-hmm. used to call that. Oh shit highway. Cause you feel like you're just going to fall off a cliff the entire way.
1: Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's
0: the furthest I can go to like
1: stuff like that. So what have you checked off your bucket list? Crystal? I
0: haven't done anything.
1: We have to get Crystal out to do something crazy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we have to push I mean, her out of an airplane. I,
0: I have a very narrow comfort zone. My husband's like, your comfort zone in degrees is like 68 to 72. And that's it. I mean, I just don't venture out quite much outside
2: yeah, of that. And that's totally fine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do have to tell you guys a really funny story. When I was pregnant with Ben, we went on a baby moon to Iceland. And I was 20 weeks pregnant at the time. And I thought like I was still like small and cute. So we went to like this tour. I'm like a huge adventure seeker on vacation. Like I can't just go and lay on a beach. So we were doing these things and every place had me sign a waiver because I'm pregnant and they're probably thinking like, what is this crazy lady doing? So we go in this one where it was like cave climbing. And so we get to this part in this cave and it was like pitch black inside. I mean, literally you've never experienced pitch blackness unless you've been inside of a cave. And so there's this part of the cave that splits and you can take either way out. And regardless, at the end, you'll emerge at the same spot. One of them is extremely tight. So like if you're claustrophobic, they don't recommend you go in there. But the lady literally looked at me and was like, you're not going to fit. So like you can't go. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, fine. So everybody else went in the like tight packed one and Mike and I had to go into the normal one. So we climb out, we emerge and we're sitting there and like 20 minutes goes by, not a, not a soul. And when you look around, it looks like you're on the moon. Like there's nothing there at all. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, do you think they died? And Mike's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's been 25 minutes. Like nobody's here. And he's like, well, I'm going to go inside. I'm like, no, don't go inside because that's what dumb people do in the movies. When you're like, don't go in where everybody else went in and you're yelling at your TV. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to go in. I'm like, okay, hero, you go. I'm just going to sit here. So while he went in, I was like, well, I'm just going to Facebook live stream this because I don't want anybody thinking that I like killed my husband. So I'm like Facebook live streaming. His mom's watching. She's like, where's my son? And he's been gone also for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, my first thought was I should have upped the life insurance. And my second thought was I really have to pee because I'm 20 weeks pregnant. And I just like peed on the side of this like cliff mountain thing. I'm sure I'm on Google earth and (laughs) he emerges like 25 minutes later. He's like, they're nowhere to be found. So it's just me and Mike and the van and the keys. I'm like, I don't even care. Like I'll just get in the van and drive home. It's not my problem. Finally, 30 minutes later, like this girl apparently had a panic attack in the tight space. They had to like drag her out by her ankles And they all emerge via this like weird rope through this cave. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, my husband is going to absolutely kill me when this is over because this was my bright idea as usual. And to this day, everyone's like, remember in Iceland when you live streamed how your husband like went into a cave and oh, and the best part is there was a goat that went into the cave too and died because it couldn't find its way out. So its bones were in there. Oh, And I'm sitting there. I'm like, that's going to be Mike. Like, he's not going to find his way out. And then like, that's it. That's where my life ends with my husband. (laughs) When he came out.
0: Gosha, I remember hearing, I don't know, rumors or about people that died on Everest and their bones are still there. Is that true? So
3: actually, it's not only bones, but the whole bodies are still there.
2: Wait, you Uh, can
1: see
3: it? So not on Everest because they're all like pushed off the trail. But a couple of people from my group did Lhotse as well, which is like right next to Everest. And there was a man still hooked up to the ropes and they had to like step over him. And they took pictures of him. It's, it's awful. I mean, it's like, oh my God, he's desiccated, you know, and just but like so well preserved.
0: Is he like, was it a, re- was it recent or could, do they know how old, how he long he was the guy there? Been since,
3: he was there for a year. What? Mm -hmm. How did he die? Uh, I think he just kind of sat down and.
2: Wow. Is that the guy that, oh no, you said you weren't on that one. I was going to say, is that the guy that said he had to turn around (laughs) (laughs) on yours no. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So is it because of the cold weather? So a lot of it is people get this
3: summit fever, you know, they just like, oh my God, I got a summit. i got a summit. I spent so much money for this. I trained so much for this. I got to go. Even though they don't have enough energy, but they get this like this adrenaline rush. So they get to the summit and they forget that they still have to come down, you know, which is just as hard, if not harder. So, and then they just run out of steam. They sit
2: down and they, they freeze. Wow. or they run out of so that's why that's why he's well preserved cuz he froze is that why
0: mhm so do yeah. they do like head counts at the bottom and the top and they're like oh 20 went up and 4 came down
3: no because we're so tight you know i mean it's just a small group there are different groups going up so like whatever nine in my group at, on the summit so everybody's like got the roomy and their tent mate. and so
2: so can you tell us why you said coming down is harder because you're tired and it's just like this, you
3: know, I, at least I find coming down the mountain harder. It's harder on the knees and just, you're just always tired and all the adrenaline is gone. And
2: it's like, yeah. yeah, you gotta come Special, down. You know? What an amazing story. Seriously?
1: like, oh, thank you. Wow. This is just, this has just been crazy and I just can't believe that you've done so many of these peaks. So we tend to ask everybody at the end of our podcast interview the same questions. And so um, can you share with us some of your mom hacks?
3: Oh, I'm not very good at any mom hacks because
2: it's a zoo. <laughs> Especially right <laughs> now, that's right? That's okay. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, her kid oh. has literally yeah. passed out on top of her.
3: Yeah. So because she refused to go to bed in her own room. So I, I got nothing. I wish I got nothing.
1: You got share away. <laughs> and then what are you binging right now? Either reading or watching on Netflix, Hulu?
3: Okay, this is going to be so lame. Tiger King.
1: Uh, I like, <laughs>
2: like
3: oh that uh, show The Resident, on Hulu. Oh. Oh,
1: very nice. So, if I, And then... If, yeah, if I have known <laughs> for time, I'll watch that. Oh. <laughs> and then, uh, are you a Mac or a Miller girl? Oh, Miller. <laughs> yeah! yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and ISO. I use isofluorine.
1: Oh, we don't even have ISO. No, we don't even have it. They even took Des away yeah. from us. So all we have is SIBO. So oh, my gosh. We have... <laughs>
2: No, I mean, we have it in the cardiac room, but that's it. I do you like DES or SIBO? Uh, better well,
3: ISO first and then SIBO. What pod are you in? I'm in pod
0: two, which is ortho. Oh, I was gonna say maybe neuro. Okay, I yeah. see
1: very cool. ISO, nice, I like yeah. it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, Crystal, do you want to take us home? Yeah.
0: So, Gosha, we really appreciate you joining us and telling us your amazing story. We could probably ask you a million more questions, but we'll let you get back to your sweet little girl. And mm-hmm. um, make sure you guys can check us out on social media. We're on Facebook at uh, Scrubcaps and Sippy Cups. We're also on Instagram at Hey Smart Mamas, as well as Twitter. And you can always send us an email at scrubcapsandsippycups at gmail.com. And if you could please hop over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to us, that would be really amazing. And please share with your mom friends that could get some value from us. So we really appreciate you listening.
1: And what do we have coming up, you guys? Well, first, Gosha, where can our audience find you? Do you, are you on Instagram, Facebook? Um, If somebody wanted to, you know, see the video or see, you know, pictures or follow your latest adventures, where can our audience members connect with you? So
3: I have, uh, I wrote uh, Crystal, it's called gauchatracks.com and there's not that much on it. There's definitely the Everest video. One of our guys had a video camera and he videotaped it. It's It's about 42 minutes long but it really portrays like how big the mountain is and everything.
2: Okay, um, That's awesome.
3: I think, I think there's a couple more backpacking trips, but mm, not much more on it. So, but they can find me on Facebook
1: if they have questions. And nice. can I so share cool. that
0: video with our listeners? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. They're going
1: to love that. Okay. Yeah. So you can find that video in the show notes. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you guys hey. so much. Thanks so much for chatting with us, Gosha. We really appreciate it. And you just have this amazing story. And I love your adventuresome spirit. And, yeah, you know, it I makes totally me want to not go climb a mountain, but definitely, like, you know, get out there, do stuff. Take a walk.
0: It makes me want to <laughs> climb take some a walk.
1: stairs. Climb <laughs> <laughs> well, some stairs, yes. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. We had a great episode. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Smart yeah, Moms. good night, guys. All right, bye
3: bye bye